thoughts are more important than we could ever have imagined. They define and organize our experiences. They help us learn. They help us reflect. They help us plan. They help us create. Our thoughts are endless. I'm Lisa Thompson. Please join me as we explore the enormous power of our minds. Hello, welcome everybody. I'm Lisa Thompson, and this is Thoughts Really Matter. Episode one, Fear and Determination. Fear is usually considered a negative emotion, but can it also be used as a positive one? Determination is sometimes considered an action, but really, in actuality, it is an emotion. It drives us toward action. Our purpose as human beings is to experience emotion, good and bad, but oftentimes our emotions aren't balanced. We tend to lean toward negative emotions. But emotions can be really great. Emotions like love, joy, happiness. I'm going to throw in determination as a positive emotion. Determination usually stems from either a passion we have about something, or it comes from wanting to change, like something from fear. Usually it takes us on a road to do something better. But we need to recognize that negative emotions are sometimes beneficial. That is, if they help us in some way. At the same time, we recognize that our emotions can also torment us and even make us physically sick. Everyone experiences emotions differently. Now, I've always had a fear of snakes, but I know many people don't. While we were living in South Africa a few years ago, my teenage daughter put about 10 snakes of all sizes around her neck at a lion park we visited in order to take a picture. And my brother, he once had a pet snake. Well, I couldn't do either of these. Everyone has different fears and everyone experiences emotions differently. But where do these fears come from? Why is one person afraid of something, but another person is not? I have to share an experience I once had with a snake. We were living in Texas, and one day I opened my front door and I saw this black snake on my porch right outside the door. I immediately closed the door and then I locked it. I'm serious, I locked the door. When I look back, I laugh because what did I think the snake was going to do? But my fear caused me to react, which most emotions do, and we react sometimes without thinking it through. My reaction to the snake was to lock the door, and for a few days after, I wouldn't use my front door. I'm pretty sure that snake didn't stay on my front porch for very long, but my fear was in control, which looking back now is quite ridiculous. But when we're faced with a fear, most of us react without giving it a lot of thought, and more times than not, our reaction isn't the best. We can do like I did, and we can just close the door to that fear and not deal with it, or we can prepare ourselves in a way that could help us react better. Now, I'm not saying that closing the door to our fears is wrong, but if I had uh, learned to be more in tune with my thoughts, I may have acted more sensibly rather than react. So what if we faced our fears? Easier said than done, right? But 
let's just be curious for a moment and ask ourselves, what would that look like? What if I faced my fear? Now, I don't ever recall having a bad experience with a snake, and I could try to process all the reasons why, but over the years, I've come to realize that I don't have to be afraid of snakes if I don't want to. My brain has simply made up some story in my mind, which I have believed, that I was scared of snakes. So what if I could change the scenario in my head? Sometimes our brains don't want to change the story, and maybe that's okay. Maybe living with the fear of snakes is not a bad thing. Sometimes our brains feel justified in the way we feel. Sometimes we can gather evidence to keep us justified to stay with that emotion. And sometimes that emotion, like fear, is making you act or behave in a way that you don't want to live your life. I found this happening to me while growing up. This is a personal story, and I don't share it often with people, but someone I highly respect encouraged me to share it. So here you go. The entire time growing up, I was labeled as shy and quiet. My cousins, my friends, some of my teachers had told me this for as long as I can remember. I think sometimes we become what we're told. But I had this internal struggle. I didn't want to be quiet and shy, yet I behaved that way. I didn't know the first thing on how to break out of being shy and quiet. I particularly was scared to be called on by my teachers in school. When I knew a teacher was going to call on a student, I knew all the tricks from hiding behind a student who was sitting in front of me to avoid eye contact to pretend to accidentally drop my pencil and take my time picking it up. These things worked for me. Fast forward to my second semester in college. In one of my classes, my professor announced for the final exam, we would do an oral presentation. It felt like I had swallowed a hundred pound rock. It was too late to drop out of my class. And so I decided I would either have to fail the class or I would have to suck it up and do it. Failing wasn't an option in my mind. So I overly prepared. On the, un- on the assigned day of my oral presentation, I brought note cards and visuals and headed for class. And I got to the building where my class was held. I reached for the door handle. My heart was pounding, but I pulled back. I couldn't do it. It's like I was frozen in time. I paced in front of the door. And by the time I looked at my watch, I realized it was too late. I'd missed my final. And so I ran back to my apartment. I felt devastated. I dropped on my bed and tears flowed. I prayed really hard. And I knew right then and there, I needed to meet this fear head on. So I went to my professor and explained, and luckily he gave me another chance. After this experience, I decided I needed to get out of my comfort zone. And so I signed up for a speech class for the next semester. After that, I started taking more communications classes until I found myself graduating in broadcast journalism. I think I probably shocked everyone that knew me. But I was determined. This lifelong fear had too much control over me, and I knew that I needed to be determined. Just like that children's story called The Little Engine That Could. Have you heard that story? Many of you might be familiar with it. It's about a little train engine. It was built for pulling only a few train cars. 
One morning, the big engine was asked to take a very long train of freight cars up and over the hill. But the big train engine, he refused, saying that it was just too much, too hard, too much. So the little train engine was asked to pull the long freight of cars over the hill, and he agreed to the difficult task. The little train took a deep breath and pulled with all its might. And the, ent and the entire time that the little engine went up the hill, he repeated, I think I can, I think I can, until he made it to the top. Once he started going down the hill, he began to tell himself, I thought I could, I thought I could. It took effort and sheer determination. So for the next two years of college, I had to continually remind myself, I think I can, I think I can. The fear I had of speaking and the belief I had of myself of being shy and quiet drove me to change with great determination. And I decided that even though it might be difficult or I might be out of my comfort zone, and even if I might fail at it, I was determined to try. I took one step at a time and then a little more. It was difficult. It was hard. But the more I pushed myself, the more empowered I felt. With every small victory, I would move to the next step. And then I set an enormous goal for myself. My ultimate goal was that I wanted to become a television news anchor. I told myself that if I could accomplish this, then I knew I could do anything I put my mind to, and I believed that I would have the self-confidence I so desperately wanted. So after graduating, I was told that if I wanted to be a news anchor, I would have to find employment in another state, in a lower-ranked news market, to gain some experience. And then I could apply to work at one of the top 50 markets in the United States. Well, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay in the state where I was born and raised, which was already a top 50 market. And because I had experienced some success in overcoming my fear, I decided that if I put my mind to it, then I could get my foot in the door at a television station in my home state. So luckily, I auditioned for a live talk show that was being created. I totally bombed it. I knew I'd, I'd been terrible, but... I was still determined. I made an appointment with the station manager and told him that I would be willing to work for free if I could have a weekly segment on the new talk show. I told him I could research topics of a consumer interest and present them each week. Guess what? He said yes. Getting my foot in the door was all I wanted. From there, a full-time job opened at the station and from there, a news anchor position opened. I auditioned and got the job. Now, if I can go from a frightened, shy, and quiet young lady to a newscaster, then I'm convinced that you, my friend, can do exactly what you want. But it must start with what you tell your mind you can or can't do. This didn't happen for me overnight. It took about five or six years to reach this point from the time I decided to change. For so many years, I told myself that I was shy and quiet. I even had the validation of my friends and relatives that told me that I was, and so I believed it. The fear of speaking felt like a reality. But knowing what I know now, this was just a story I fed my brain. 
knowing that we can choose our thoughts is so much more liberating and powerful. When it comes to our negative emotions, there comes a point in life when we realize that they should not be dictating our journey. Being open to new thoughts will not only help you feel happier, but the outcome will be more positive. When we have negative emotions, we can step back, look at the thought associated with it, and decide if we want to keep that or look at it from a different angle. Embrace some of your negative emotions. Recognize that they might be just the driving force you need to get to be where you want to be. Do you want to be more in control of your emotions? Do you want to choose having joy in your life? Let me help you discover just how important our thoughts really matter. By changing our thoughts, we can feel more empowered, we can feel free from the negative emotions, and be the creators of our individual life stories. You can become more like the person you want. So this is just the beginning. The first thing I want you to do for the next few days is just be aware of your thoughts. That's it. Just be aware. You can write them down if you want, but you don't have to. Just practice being aware of your thoughts. Let me know how it goes at thoughtsreallymatter at gmail.com or on Facebook. And then please hit that subscribe button to hear more about how your thoughts really matter. I'm Lisa Thompson. Until next time.